You are listening to Challenge to Lead, five-minute thought nuggets to inspire you to be better. How about today we talk about some revolutionary ideas for making your team more productive? I recorded a podcast recently. My friend listened to it and was like, I really would love to hear your thoughts on what are a couple ideas I could try to implement in my business to make things more effective and productive. He sees it in his people, but mainly he sees it for himself too. And he's like, I, I kind of would just like permission to implement some of these things. I was like, well, there's a couple of things that I've tried over time and all of them have worked in different ways. And so I'm just going to lay them out here for you. And you can think about if any of these might benefit your organization if you add them in. Now, I will say that the f- there's a foundational piece of this that I think absolutely will skyrocket your productivity as a leader, um, especially as a business owner. It is a book called Traction um, and a system called EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System. You can hire an implementer to help you get this into your business um, or you can do it yourself. But the core of EOS is you sit down and you do every year, you do a one, a two day offsite and you look at what your five-year goals, your three-year goals, your uniques, your marketing strategy, the issues that you're facing, um, your one-year goal, and then the most important things is your 90-day rocks. So you do this quarterly. Once a year, you sit down, you do the whole big picture. After you do it the first time, you're really just updating it every year after that. And then quarterly, you get together and you decide as a leadership team, what do you need to focus on in the next 90 days? And when you everybody takes three to five, they're called rocks, big projects that you're working on the business, not in the business, that will help move your business forward. So let's start from a place where you know the strategic things that you should be working on in the near future, like 90 days, to get you to your one-year goals. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with that assumption. Knowing that, there's a couple things that you can do. And I would say pick and choose any of these. Don't try and implement them all. But see which one, you know, in your head would work. The first thing is um, we had a remote team across the U.S., so we talked about core working hours. This was uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Time. Core working hours are something that you can roll out where you know that everybody is online and available for meetings during those time periods. So that way, even if you have West Coast, you have East Coast, you have other time zones, your core working hours are we have agreed that everybody's going to be a lot online for these four, five, or six hours every day to facilitate communication. That's the first thing. The next thing is, let's assume that you know what you need to accomplish for 90 days. Consider implementing rock blocks. Those are rocks being those 90-day projects from, from traction, but whatever you call them, we called them rock blocks. We did this just within my team, and we actually did these really early in the morning. Rock blocks paired with an accountability buddy. So two people on the team will, or I mean, it could be three or four. It could honestly be the whole team. But the idea is that you set these working two hours twice a week that are distraction-free. Turn off your emails, turn off your phones, and you're just working on this high-level strategic um, priorities. The key is the accountability buddy. So for for me, I did it with uh, my right-hand person, Bethany. We would do it from 6 to 8 a.m. because we knew that we're early risers. And we have kids, so we would generally during the school year have to leave early. So we were early workers. And so we would do it 6 to 8 a.m. and we would text each other at 6 a.m. just saying, I'm starting my rock block. And then two hours later, finish my rock block, here's what I got done. 
So implementing those times that are scheduled, but then also having an accountability buddy who you just check in with, say like, we're doing this, right? Another great way to get stuff done. The Another way is um, we talked about productivity and how the always-on economy actually causes stress and anxiety and leads to a super distractible workforce that is not capable of the highest level mental work. Great for just task execution, you know, if you're bopping from thing to thing to thing. But if you actually are in an industry where you need people to engage their brains, having them always available and always on actually decreases their productivity. So Gmail has this thing. A lot of companies I know use G Suite or if you're using a more um, large scale corporate email server, Outlook or whatever for your teams, pausing email. And some people I know would do this during the day where they would specifically have it in their email signature saying, I only check email these four times a day or these two times a day. I probably wouldn't go that far with my group, but I would make it as part of the onboarding process to install this pause um, app or within Gmail or however you want to do it and turn off emails at night, 9 p.m. to 8 a.m. or whatever time periods you want. Maybe you want to do it 7 p.m. to 8 a.m. or or, um, 6 p.m. The cool thing is people who work at night, they can still send emails. So I would do pause and then I would use those periods where I knew I wasn't going to receive any new email distractions. I would use my pause times in order to get to inbox zero. So I would make sure I had no new emails coming in. I would get through all my emails. It would send them, but it would hold them and it wouldn't release them until the pause ended. So I could clean up my room with no new distractions. <laughs> uh, and, and also I'm not sending things out because you know if you send an email out and somebody gets it right then and they respond to it, then it comes back and takes away from you being productive. All right, the next thing that you can consider trying is finish it Fridays. Now, if you don't think you can go, let's talk about before that, actually, a no meeting day in your organization. We did, we did Wednesdays, uh, then we switched to Thursdays because that was what worked for the CEO. No meeting days are amazing. You get to work, I, you wake up in the morning and you're like, inherently when you know you have meetings and you wake up in the morning, you think like, ooh, I got to get all this stuff done before the meeting. No meeting days allow you to mentally relax into the work that you have to do. I suggest doing the strategic, if you're going to do rock blocks and no meeting days, do them on the same day. That would make sense. If you can't do something so bold as a whole no meeting day, uh, consider doing finish it Fridays. Finish it Fridays are where no meetings are allowed to happen Friday afternoons. And this allows if your team is going on vacation or they're going to leave. I mean, it's a pretty good day to have a lack of meetings so that you're not having disruption from people being out of office when you need to talk to them. Uh, And then, I mean, we would say it's finish it Friday. So whatever you have lingering on your plate, get it done in the next four hours so that you can go enjoy your weekend and disconnect. All right. Those are my tips and tricks for you to consider rolling out within your organization to increase productivity, decrease burnout and anxiety. Curious which ones you're going to try. Have a great day. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. I appreciate it and I appreciate you. I have two challenges for you right now. Number one, stop. Take some time to think about what you just heard and apply it to your life and your situation and use it to be better today. Two, I have a goal to get to 100 more subscribers. So if you got something out of this and would share it, I would greatly appreciate that. Have a great day.